G'day guys and welcome to Warrior by Design. Like always, I said I'm going to get some people on here that have been there and done it. You know, and like all, like all our episodes so far, we're really wanting to focus on what we need to do to get to where we want to go, right? And what we what we want to do to, to get to the point of knowing how do we achieve what we want to achieve? You know, there, it isn't always a fantasy stuff. It isn't always the, you know, the glamour and the glitz. Why that's all existing, you know, why it's all achievable as it's how we get there, right? So I've got Lewis Huxtable here with me today, who's 24 years of age. This man has done so much in his 24 years. It's amazing. So he's an entrepreneur and a mindset mechanic, right? He first started fit the fitness industry when he was 18 years, when he started working for free for 2.5 years to learn, develop his own skill and mindset, right? Then he purchased his first franchise at the age of 20. Within six months, he opened his second franchise and then acquired a third franchise at the age of 22. He's doing seven figures a year in revenue at the age of 24. I believe that's still continuing, mate. Yep. Beautiful. And uh, he's since moved into the space of mental health, which is, you know, you know that's where I'm at, guys. So he's a mental health um, coach as well. And he's... Um, basically allowing people to free themselves um, from their men mental limitations. His purpose is to help people transform mentally, emotionally, and financially. So like I talk about, guys, this holistic view, it's not necessarily just focusing in one area. He's, he's wanting to, he's working with people in all areas to be able to come to that holistic way of being, right? So thanks so much for having you, uh, getting on here, Lewis, and uh, having a chat with me and the guys. Mate, thank you so much. I look forward and hopefully uh, I... I... I'll share something, whether it's a story or a, a skill or a tool or a tip or just anything that you and me dive into wherever this conversation goes and just hopefully add some value. I think it's awesome meeting someone like you who's really committed to helping others, first helping yourself first and then helping others. So hopefully we are, hopefully we have some value here today. Yeah, awesome, mate. And that's that's very that's the key thing, isn't it? We've got to help ourselves before we can help others. Um, so Lewis, what I'll what I'd love to sort of I suppose tap into is how did you come to a place in your life that you, at the age of 24, are able to achieve what you have, right? Because you would have had to, I would imagine you would have had to come some obstacles of what society says you can and can't achieve. And I would imagine you would have had to come overcome some, some obstacles in what people even around you potentially were telling you was achievable for you at that age. Of course. Um, well, I guess where to start with that and like, and just to give context, guys, everyone is still on their journey. I'm still on mine. I just got off a mental call uh, two minutes before we jumped on out on this one. Uh, and I just had a big cry. Like I just, I just let go of some stuff on my call. So it's, it, whenever you look, look up to someone, you generally put yourself down and you think like, oh my God, I'll never be there. They're perfect. They've got all their shit together. Most people that you look up to are still figuring their shit out, are still working on it, still learning, still sharpening the source. So um, I guess where I generally start with my stories, um, I'm from a little island between here and New Zealand. So Australia and New Zealand, it's called Norfolk Island, if anyone's heard of that. Um, it's very, very small. The population was like 2,200 when I was there. Now it's down to like 1,700. So it's a very, very small. I, um, I got diagnosed of um, Asperger's when I was quite young. It's socially awkward. I uh, can't learn, can't can't, can't read, can't write type of thing. So I was given those labels and I'll, I'll come back to that later. And I was given those labels when I was young. And, and when you're that young and you don't know the tools, you don't know the emotional skills and tools yet. It, it really hits hard. It, it hurts. And it's, uh, and I guess fast forward the main, 
I guess, chapters in my life. I was really sporty growing up. It's where I was, uh, I made friends. It's where I, I like, like to achieve. We moved to Australia following a 40, uh, following a footy, I guess, career. Um, didn't, I uh, wasn't meant to be, I got a lot of injuries and towards the, um, the, part where I transitioned out of I was contracted with a couple NRL clubs when I was uh between the ages of 15 and 18 and when I was 18 I was in year 12 and I had an incredible teacher or multiple incredible teachers at school who really went over and beyond to help me like they mentored me or tutored me for free mentored me trained me like used to meet me at school before school and train me in the gym to uh to help me and for free because i didn't have the the, the money to uh to afford that um so i had just people who did incredible things for me and it that that made me want to do that for others it's like i want to be a teacher and just like you because i'm sure we've all had shit teachers at school that don't uh, that don't do a great job so um i repeated year 12 with the intention of being a high school teacher and then a personal trainer during the holidays. That was like my life goals back then. And then I got into the fitness industry. I started to progress in the fitness industry when I was in the second year of my year 12. And I got introduced to uh, the franchise that I'm involved with, PLC. Uh, and then I got introduced from that into personal development. Tony Robbins was the first personal development video that I got into. Got into Robert Kiyosaki. Then got into like the deeper, Martini, Joe Dispenza. Just got really immersed in that personal development realm. And... I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I just, you learn things that you don't get taught at school. You get taught things about your emotions, how to regulate, how to control how you think and feel, how to overcome those labels and those yeah. traumas that you go through growing up and getting learned how to balance things out, how to see the perspective of both sides. And long story short, I, I worked uh, worked for free for two and a half years uh, at the at the gym, I then actually purchased half of half of that business when I was 20, as you said at the start, then moved on to my second and my third. And honestly, during during that growth, I grew too fast as I, I expanded to faster than my skill set. And it, I got really humbled and I my, my businesses were struggling. I was trying to honestly impress people on social media and be that, that kid running gyms, changing the world, being an epic entrepreneur, where I was struggling. I was struggling mentally. I was waking up at 4am I was getting home at 9pm and I was fucking burnt out and I I didn't know what I loved there was no passion I wasn't waking up passionate about what I was doing and um, I actually sold one of the businesses last year so pretty much this time last year I started that process in November uh, 2020 uh, so I've got two at the moment that are really doing very well very profitable and uh, they run without me and then, then I can do my passion which is actually the coaching and the mindset side of things as well and now i'm helping uh helping people work on their own stuff i guess similar to yourself is you you've like i said at the start helping yourself and helping others um and what was your original question i get chatting then i forget the original no no question. i love it mate yeah so pretty much i was just really asking is how you actually got to where you are right and how overcome some of that stuff those labels that were put on you or those you know people would have put you in some sort of framework because your age gone, well, this is what you can and can't achieve or how, how can you do that? Or you shouldn't be able yeah. to do this, whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess when it comes to the age things, it's just start younger. It's like yeah. the average person doesn't start their business till 35. That's statistically yeah. speaking. So it's like, if you start younger and this is a, a great lesson I got from um, Jack DeLosa and he uh, he's the uh, founder of the Entourage in Australia, youngest rich. He's been on the young, Australian's young rich list five times in a row. Incredible, incredible human being. And he used the term, it's like, 
people have an expectation when they get into business or they've got this fantasy that you're going to start a business and you're going to make a million bucks in 12 months. So you're just going to make all yeah. this fucking money. You're going to have all the cocktails all on the beaches and it's just sunshine and rainbows. And it's like, people don't understand, like you need to just like an apprentice when they go to learn uh, a trade, there's an apprenticeship you go through. There's an apprenticeship of being an entrepreneur. You need to learn the skills. You need to learn sales, marketing, leadership, hiring, firing, systemizing, whatever it is your business model is. It's like you need to learn those skills and it takes time. So I guess that part on how I've done it, I guess a bit younger than some people is just start earlier. (laughs) That's as easy as that sounds. It's like get started on your dream earlier because if it's going to take you three four years to fuck it up and learn you'd rather do that when you got the time when you're younger than having to make up for that because you're too busy living the dream and trying to impress people or doing shit that you don't love or hanging around the wrong crowd for um for an extra 10 years is really listen to yourself get clear on what it is that you love get clear on your values which is something i, I preach a lot to people work on yourself like the first couple of years in business i made fuck all money i really did i, I actually i made a little bit of money but i I found a way to get rid of it pretty quick is um, I it's work on you. Your business grows at the rate that you grow. Your life grows at the rate that you grow. So just always put in the work and always work on yourself. And I guess some of the key points that I, that I experienced in my growth, it was depending on the mentor that I was working with, Kerwin Ray completely changed my business life and my leadership life. D Martini is probably my biggest mentor at the moment in terms of working on your own shit. And that's probably something that I'll, I'll, uh, I'll touch a bit on in this, in this podcast, but just make that decision that you're going to work on you. And that takes time and mm-hmm. it's messy. You're going to cry. You're going to be angry. You're going to share that emotion. But if you've got things that you know, you haven't worked on, but you just avoid it and put your head in the sand about it, it's going to continue to affect you until you face the music until you actually put in that effort and work on that. And yeah, anyway, and that's where I guess where I am now, where what I work on now is helping business owners. So I've got some business clients where I actually present to their team, their team of employees, and I teach emotional skills, emotional tools, um, and to help them get clear on themselves, understand who they are, what inspires them, then create a, a blueprint for an inspiring life and then reverse engineer that. So they've got something to fucking be excited for to wake up to. Um, and that pretty much leads me to today where I'm doing podcasts like yourself, connecting with amazing people, sharing my content, sharing my purpose, my mission, and, uh, and just helping as many people as, as I can live an incredible life. Because the thing that I'm most passionate about is I truly believe everyone can. You just mm. need, you need to obviously make the decision that you're prepared to put in the work and you need to know the tool, tools. You need to know the skills. You need to be educated on what it is that you're doing because you're doing the best with what you've got. So if you don't have those tools and those skills and that experience, then you're just going to, again, keep doing the best with what you've got. So being able to just share that education and share those lessons with people that I know make really, really significant impact on people's lives. So yeah, that's uh. Yeah, invest in yourself as a summarized version of that. Do the work, read courses, mentors, fuck, there's podcasts like what you're doing right now to the guys listening. Uh, just continue to work on yourself. It's a never ending chase. Yeah, and that's 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 the amazing thing, Lewis. Like I kind of, like if I look at myself, like I'm, I'm 40 now, you know, just under double your age right now. The, amaz- the amazing thing I can see from me looking at you as a person or another human being is, 
what I think is more amazing than anything, you know, is we kind of look, we kind of measure success is like you are a successful businessman, right? At the age of 24, which is amazing. What I see more is a successful human being that is able to be able to learn, adapt, and teach themselves what they need to be able to achieve what they want in life, right? Now, those skills isn't something that we're necessarily taught from a young child growing up to, you know, to being, you know, an adult that needs to go out in the world and make something of themselves, apparently, you know? So what I see is more, more impressive to me, and I think potentially, you know, some of my listeners is someone who's at the age of 24 who's able to have this mindset be open enough to be able to explore who they are challenge who they are and actually adapt to what they require to 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 achieve what it is they want to achieve now and you're helping other people do that right you're helping because i kind of have a little bit of a saying myself which is explore create and be right exploring what we need to you know create what we want to be who we want to be now I see you at the age of 24 helping other people achieve that. What is your take on the importance? Obviously, there's important, as you said, it's an apprenticeship in being an entrepreneur, as in we need to learn business skills, we need to learn marketing skills, we need to learn who we are, we need to learn what we want to achieve, we need to learn who we're targeting, all these type of things as an entrepreneur. But what do you see if you look at yourself and your journey and those of that you work with more important as the foundation? Working on this getting all this right and then learning that apprenticeship or would you see there's a bit of a 50 50 approach uh it's it's definitely both if i had to lean more towards one it would be the personal side of things i think you're, you're on the same page as me there it's i did a presentation for a business a month or so ago it's like take care of yourself and the business will take care of itself and it's mm. and it's it's like in my businesses i fucking hate businesses that have the uh, the the I don't know the, the the rule or the I don't know if it's a rule but the the un, unofficial rule don't bring your shit to work like leave mm. your shit at home it's like no 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 bring your shit and feel safe enough to bring your stuff to work so we can work on that together so it doesn't hold you back because at the end of the day your personal life will affect your professional life if yeah. you've got troubles at home if you've got troubles in here and in here that's going to hold you back that's going to limit your ability to communicate it's going to you're going to be more susceptible to being triggered by things which will affect your communication which will affect your sales which will affect your decision making so i, I yeah I, i'm i'm definitely on the same page as you is like it it really it, it, it they go hand in hand and mm. some of my more profound i guess growth in my business and uh entrepreneur career is when i have those shifts within me is when i have those those enlightenment moments of me where i realize holy shit those labels when i was younger serve me to this day where those those tra traumatic ex uh, experiences or those those previous judgments that i had on others was just a projection of areas that i haven't learned to accept about myself when I have those little light bulb moments and I have those tears of inspiration and gratitude, that's when it's like, everything just seems to be progressing. It's like, well, mm. the, the system of the sales hasn't changed. The marketing strategy hasn't changed. The, the service hasn't changed, but I've changed. And now the business is getting better. Like it's, it's, and it's the non, it's the untangible things that some people don't necessarily uh, graduate to or, or sorry like uh move towards is because they, they want to see a practical system they want to see a practical marketing plan or or whatever to work on their business it's like mate work on you like what it's like i can see you're really tense and stressed and what i just said there just triggered something in you where's that coming from mm. 
you got triggered by you're, you're getting really frustrated right now because someone's not seeing what you see why are you getting frustrated why aren't you seeing and regulating your emotions and seeing where this person's coming from so you can communicate on their level but that takes again personal development that comes yeah. that takes self-work so i'm i'm definitely they obviously go hand in hand and like you could be the most well-rounded fucking person on the planet but if you your business is shit ass then your business is shit ass so yeah, it's totally. um so obviously obviously you need you need both but yeah i i i personally well the stuff i work on i don't really help businesses too much structure their business because I, I haven't achieved a multi fucking billion dollar company i haven't but i've really learned and developed skills that can really tr transform people in a matter of minutes so I've, I've worked with clients where they've told me they've had like three, four years of therapeutic therapist works or psychiatrist work, and they've got more value within 30 minutes with me. And mm. th those are the skills that I, I focus on. So yeah, obviously given my profession, I guess I lean towards the personal development side of things, but you definitely need both. Obviously you, you, you need to have good systems and good products and good service. Yeah, it's awesome. Actually, sounds like we're very similar, mate. Um, more than More than I thought, because, you know, even that thing you said about triggering, I, that happens with me and my clients all the time, right? Because clients will come to me and they'll they'll say, "All right, so what's your structure? What's your plan? What's you know what what are your pillars? What are your whatever? You know, your step fours." And to me, I say, "I'm sorry, guys. You know, you're all individual. We need to we need to discover what that blueprint's going to be. We need to discover what that's going to be for you. We need to discover what you know. We do have obviously there's common things that we might look look at or or you know." potentially talk about or whatever to be understanding some things for ourselves. But I find that, yeah, people find that so triggering when you actually say to them, well, there is no set plan. Sorry, guys. It's something we need to work together because each individual person has their own individual perspective on how they want to achieve something or what they want to achieve. Right. And it's about, for me, it's about diving into that, you know, that tool bag or that chest and going, okay, sorting through what, what do we need for this person? Right. Who, what's going to help, help support this person in this moment what has your been your experience been with that type of thing specifically in what area well and i, I only uh, ask that because I, I can answer that in a couple of different angles so just so i can i can serve yeah yeah so question. specifically what i what i'd be focused on is when you're actually working with clients or whatever and you're actually working with them on a one-on-one -on -one basis what what have you found to be most challenging for people in relation to not having complete structure um, I guess just to be transparent, I don't work too much in terms of structure with businesses. Um, I, like I said, I, I work more so with the personal side of things. So definitely a little bit of structure, like structuring in, I guess if I could answer that question now, it, I get, when I work with someone, I, I obviously ask them specifically what they want help with. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm not, I'm a non-pressure sales person. It's like, look, tell me specifically what you want help with. And then I'll ask questions to how that's affected them right now and how that's holding their life back and what's the cost of not improve of not solving that mm. um and then so and then when i get to the point i can work with someone i first thing i always work on is getting clear on who they are getting clear mm. like what is intrinsically inspiring to this person so like a, a thing I, I say quite frequently is i the need for motivation is a symptom of an uninspired goal or something that's not inspirational to you because motivation goes up and down we've all had moments where we want to take over the world and then fucking an hour later we don't want to, we've given up on the goal. And it's like, that means you've set a goal that's not congruent or aligned with your intrinsic values that inspire you. Because it's like this podcast, I don't think anyone would have held you accountable to jump on this podcast today. You wanted to jump on that on this podcast because it's inspiring to you to teach, to connect or for whatever reasons. So 
that's the first thing I do is I get, get clear on you. How yeah. do you have a, it's like self, this ties into self-love and self-value and confidence. Like if self-love or self-value, whatever term you use comes from doing what you love and putting yourself first. But the challenge is most people don't know who they are. Most people, yeah. they put on a mask or a persona or a, or a, or they put someone else's values on top of theirs and they, they go out partying on the weekend not even because they want to, but it's because everyone else is and they feel pressured that they're not going to be part of the group or they go to out and do that. So that's the first thing I normally work with the people is get clear on their values. What is it that is, who are you? Like, who are you? What do you love? What inspires you? Then, And then in terms of structure, I make sure you structure that in to your week. Like I have structured learning time where I sit down and read. Like there's outcomes on my outcome board for the week to read 75 pages. I'm currently doing Joe Dispenza at the moment. And it's like that... That might sound lame or boring to some people, no. but that's that's my highest value. My highest value is learning, and we might tie it into later. It comes from your your values come from your voids. I told you what happened to me growing up. I got labeled dumb, stupid, couldn't learn, uh, socially awkward. My highest value is learning. So your voids or perceived voids create your values. So it's like money. Money is my my third one. So. Uh, learning, teaching and wealth creation is my top three. We were very, very uh, poor growing up. We had a lot of pain financially. So that void becomes now a value. So I get clear on what are your values? Who, what is it that intrinsically inspires you and, and, and gets you excited and enthusiastic about life and make sure you prioritize that. Because if your calendar is not filled with high priority actions, that inspire you it'll be filled with low priority distractions and that's from Dee martini himself and it's like if you don't have things on your calendar set there because whatever doesn't get scheduled doesn't get done mm. if you don't schedule in time for you to put you first to fill your cup to light you up to do any whatever it is that you need then you're going to put other pe people's values on top of yours and then you're going to feel shit. You're not going to be inspired. You're going to lack motivation. You're going to be distracted. You're going to not love yourself. You're not going to be confident. And it's just a whole spot, like cascade of other issues come with that. So when structuring with clients on a personal level, I make sure they structure in their week. Structure them, great. So your highest value is health. When are you training this week? Or your highest value is nature. You love nature. When are you going? To, when are you going to be in nature this week? When have you scheduled that in? Your highest value is family. When have you structured in family time? And some people might be, oh, I'm not going to structure that stuff in. Okay, then you're just going to be deceptible to other people's values, other people's priorities, and other people's structures because you haven't structured it in. And when you've got that structure, you're clear. You're excited. I woke up and I had obviously this podcast on the structure. It's like I wake up I'm like fuck yeah, that's my day today. I can't wait to do that. I'm inspired to do that. So that's how I do it from a structural side of things. And then uh, depending on what I'm working with them with, if they're wanting to uh, build a business or something like that, I, I'm good at giving them the fundamentals. But again, I, I don't give business advice based on business results I haven't achieved. Like if they want to build a seven-figure business um, in the fitness industry with gyms, I, I, can, I can show them that. Or a coaching business that I'm currently building. But yeah, I definitely, don't, I, I try not to step outside of my, um, my area of expertise. Um, but yeah, structure in a personal sense is what I just said is, is incredibly powerful if you actually do it. Yeah, 100%, mate. And look, the, the funny thing is like, like I, I kind of, if I, if I tap into that for myself for a second, so you know, someone who came from a, such a structured background from the military and special forces training and so on and so forth, right? 
you know, I came to when it came to my own life to to experiencing things that I want to experience or doing the things I needed to do for me to, you know, to have the things I want in life. I found it so bloody difficult, right? To to structure things, to put things in place. Like, oh my God, I have to put something in calendar. No, you know what I mean? Like it was this, there was this huge thing that about structuring things within my own life. And as we know, the more you work on yourself, there's reasons behind that, right? There's, you know, that self-worth thing and all that sort of thing behind the scenes. But the interesting thing I was like, and that's why I do this warrior by design thing, right? The why the reason why I use the word warrior is because of that desire, that discipline, that will, that, you know, that all that sort of stuff that allows you to do the stuff you need to do to take the actions you need to take to, you know, get what you want in life, right? And create what you want that is what you desire or just by design, right? To create what you what you want to do by design. So if we talk, tap into that, let's talk about, let's talk to the critics here in the, for a second. I'm sitting here, oh, I just don't have the time, right? I've got, I've got 20 kids. I've got, you know, 14 cats and I've got, you know, or, you know, vice versa. I'm, I'm a major businessman. I've got the whole day booked out, 27, you know, 27 hours in a day booked. I only got 24. How do we talk to those people that say, I just don't have the time? I... I'd sit them down and I said, show me your calendar. <laughs> show me, show me how you, you're using your time. Like, mm. it's like, um, I, I'm not sure if you, you're a fan of Gary Vee or you follow him. I know, oh, I've known a bit uh, about him, yeah. He's, uh, he's the, the hustle man, and all, but he's like, he, he pre, he's like, I, 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 the reason I say it, because I remember a video of his from like three years ago. It's like, you say you're fucking hustling, show me. Show me every fucking minute of your day. You're saying you haven't got five minutes to plan out your day show me every second that you're doing because from my experience of doing that i'm yet to find someone who actually doesn't have the time like Mm. i'm yet to find someone who wakes up off six hours sleep and from the minute they wake up to the minute they go home to go straight to bed there's no scrolling on social media there's no distractions of playing games on your phone or i don't know whatever people distract themselves with these days but it's that I'm yet to find that. So I'm a pretty simple person. I'm a pretty uh, practical person. It's like, great, show me, show me your, show me your weekly calendar. What time do you wake up? What time do you go to bed? What are you doing at this time? Oh, great. You've got 20 minutes here. What are you doing to invest that time? Oh, I just, uh, I just kind of uh, just wait on my phone until I get picked up or whatever it is. It's like, so how can you invest that time better? Are you, and, and prior to that, are you committed to doing whatever it takes to fix this problem? If you're not committed, even if you get a solution, you'll find a problem to that solution. Yeah. So yeah. it's uh, obviously making sure that they're committed to finding a way. It's like, hey, look, look. at the end of the day, if you don't change your structure and you you stay working 27 hours a day, stressed out of your mind and whatever, and you do nothing to fix it, my life's going to continue to grow and develop. My life will continue to move forward. I would love to help you though. Because if you don't do anything about it, where are you going to be in the next 40 years? How's that going to affect your intimacy with your partner? How's that going to affect your relationship with your kids? How's it going to affect your mental health? How's it already affecting your health? So just make sure they're committed to finding a way because if you're, I'm sure you've, you've had, if you've worked with many clients, it's like, it's like some clients don't want the solution. <laughs> they, 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 that they, they're, they, they're actually addicted to the problem. Tony Robbins says this quite, quite frequently. It's like the biggest addiction we have as human beings. It's not drugs. It's not alcohol. It's not food. It's problems because those problems define us oh i'm depressed or i'm I, i'm bipolar or i'm i'm anxious or i'm uh, I, i'm i'm just lazy i'm stressed or i'm just a fat piece of shit or whatever like they just they they say that's like oh, i'm the funny fat guy i've had the, i've had clients like that before so 
uh yeah just make sure they're actually committed to doing it because again if you they're just because some people just look for help for connection reasons and not for solution reasons it's like look i'm not i'm not i'm, I'm not that person who's just gonna have be a shoulder to cry on yes at some points but at the end of the day, we're here to solve problems. Are you committed to doing that? Yes or no? No, fine. That's great. Go find another person that you can just cry on their shoulder and they can reinforce your problems and tell you, yeah, oh, yes, yeah, stop doing that. Yes, you're a victim. So you're not a victim. Your life is serving you right now. Mm-hmm. Everything in your life has served you and is serving you if you've got the right perspective on it. And if you're prepared to be held accountable to find that perspective. But most people aren't. Most people would rather not know the truth because it's they don't want to take that accountability. They don't want to be called out. They want to stay in that loop of feeling sorry for themselves, beating themselves up, getting attention from others. They just want to keep doing that. And that's totally fine. But that's how I do. I just, I just, I go straight to it. I was like, mate, okay, you're busy. Show me. Yeah. Show me like literally show me the problem. And, uh, and but yeah, that's, that's how I would take care of that. And that's about accountability, that accountability, right? Because yeah, look, I can attest that to myself, mate. I was in this spiral of you know, of um, you know, groundhog day, day in and day out, and you know, everyone it was everyone else's fault, and everyone else was a bloody idiot, and you know, coming from military rack and all these bloody civilians and rah, rah, all the shit that was going through my head that was like, oh, you know, the stories and the stories and the stories. Now, when it came to me actually making change was when I decided, well, hang on a minute. What do you, what am I going to do? Start making myself accountable for my life and for what's going on in my life. Right. I'm going to start making myself accountable. If I don't want these experiences, if I don't want this to happen, what am I doing? What am I doing about it? Stop worrying about, Oh, but they're doing this and they're doing that and so on and so forth. And my external environments. And, you know, when I came to a point in my life where I said, well, now was it easy? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie and say to go from PTSD, you know, from a place of PTSD wanting to kill myself because of all that backstory to where I am today wasn't bloody easy. It was sometimes day to day, you know, changing something in that day that to allow me to have a different experience to potentially potentially have an outlook on life that allow me to see things that to challenge what I was believing, to challenge what I was thinking or what I thought was my experience, right? Because I think, you know, while I suppose the average day Joe, while if you're not living in real dramatic trauma and still had trauma in life, I think anyone can say they've had trauma within their life or grief or whatever, sadness, so on and so forth. But to move past something that you would see, like if we're talking about, you know, some real serious traumas and you know, illnesses and diagnoses and all these sort of things, while I still see there's a path forward, we need to come to that place of being able to see that for ourselves, right? And challenge what we're being told too, because I know I was being told, like we talk about the labels and all that sort of stuff with PTSD, that that's your life, mate. You've got a brain scar. It's a brain injury. You know, doctors, all types of people are telling me this was your life. Pretty much get used to it. But How did I you got, work through that? I'd, lo- I'd love to know. I don't know that story. I'll flip the podcast around. How did you yeah. work through that? <laughs> yeah, look, mate. So look, as I said to you, mate, it was a day-by-day thing. Like I had things like assistance dogs. I went to certain different courses. And why did I do all this? If I'm honest, it wasn't for me at the start. At the beginning, it wasn't for me. It was for my children. It was for my wife to keep my relationship, to keep my children. To tr- When I first started working on things, it wasn't for me. I didn't like, 
I still at that point was like, oh, you know, whatever. I'll just try to go through the motions to to try and do things, right? So, but what I did was I kept I kept trying. Now I tried psychologists and psychiatrists and courses and you know these were government courses and I you know I did the assistance dog thing and I did all these type of things like I joined you know I was part of a bike club for a while and I did the bike club thing and all that type of stuff but what I did was kept moving forward now were they all 100% down the line taking me to my path no there was a mate there was some jagged edges and some cross and forward and back but I kept finding that center and what's the next thing what's the next thing now why I started this podcast was to try and support people and not having as longer as experience as I did to move through that, right? To find that light, to find that direction. Why I decided this podcast was to allow people to potentially not experience it in, in as deep and as in the, the deepest darkness that I did. And so to find that way forward as quickly as possible, right? But beyond that, I also know that these simple things of people that are living the dream life to get come to a mindset of being able to move forward to something that we perceive as a problem or something perceived as a challenge or an obstacle is, is it's all the same shit. It's just on different, different levels. It's about finding, okay, why is this a challenge for me? Why is this an obstacle? What's, what's allowing that to, for me to perceive that as an obstacle or a challenge and, and how do I find that direction to move forward or pass that? Right. And I think that's, what is so for me exciting to have people on like yourself and and morgues and other people that are able to have this mindset of who am i at such a young age like i'm at 40 mate still like i don't think it's ever going to end honestly i'll be a 100 200 whatever moving forward and i'll still be exploring i'll still be creating i'll still be learning and but it's really cool to have that mindset because if I'm honest, when I was young, it was all about facades. Oh, special forces cap. Oh, you know, army man cap. Oh, you know, whatever. I was always putting on masks of who I was showing to the world instead of opening from here and going, this is me, take me or leave me, suck it up or don't, you know, like. Awesome, man. Thank you for sharing. I um, yeah. <laughs> I'll end up asking like 10 other questions on that. Mate, you've got an incredible story and very you've got a gift to share to the world so man, that's incredible thank you for sharing no no thanks thanks for asking mate um so if we go back to what i was saying in relation to those type of people that you know that are going through some of that struggle and going through we've already said that it's about you know let's 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 make ourselves accountable right how would you how would you best Think, or how would you best say serve someone to have that accountability? Because let's be honest, I said to Morgs this the other day, right? Because I work with work with Morgs through podcasting and so forth. It's great having someone on the other end of the line to keep you accountable. But what about when when you've got the leash for yourself, right? Or you're holding the range yourself, and who's and you got to keep yourself accountable? How would you best say that? Cool, that's a good question. So it's it's getting so clear on your vision, getting, well, first values, like I said, like what are those areas in your life that intrinsically mean the most to you? Cause then you're wanting to do it. Cause yep. if you're ever doing anything you don't want to do it, it, you're, you're pushing a rock uphill. So get clear on what you love, structure your day around that. And there's the three D's in life. You do it, you don't, or you delegate it. And if 
you, and then there's a fourth one if because if you want to you do it because you want to do it if you don't want to do it you don't have to do it don't do it if you have to do it but you don't want to do it but you can delegate it delegate it out and then the last one you don't want to do it but you can't delegate it like such as health like training as far as i know you can't delegate burpees just yet i'm sure i'm sure there's a way in the <laughs> i love that I'm sure there'll be a, uh, there's be some company that invents that, but you can't delegate that. So, and that's where you link it to the things that inspire you. Like I'm in the health and fitness industry and have been for many years. And it's like, some people don't like training. Like some mm. people just don't enjoy it. Like, and then that does, it's like when people say I'm not motivated, bullshit. You're just not motivated to do, do some things. You're very inspired and motivated to do other things though. It's like, you might not be motivated to train, but you're motivated to hang out with your kids. So yeah. like, so to, to, I guess, work on that. So maybe you don't even need as a much as accountability, but I definitely do believe in accountability as well. But get clear on a vision, get clear on your values, get clear on what it is that you truly fucking love. Mm. Then get clear on your vision. And the, the magic is in the details. Like what is the vision? Like say, for example, family is a high value of yours. And it's number one, it is for a lot of people um, or it's important for a lot of people. It's like, what's the vision you have for your family? And most people are like, what the fuck do you mean? What's the vision you have for your family in the next 10 years or 20, 30 years, whatever? What's the vision you have for your family? You wake up, what house do you wake up to? How do you greet your kids? How many kids do you have? Boys or girls? What are their names? Like, and how do you communicate with them? What relationship do you have with them? How do you spend your time with them? Do you have the time to go to their sporting events or their rehearsals or whatever that is? Like, what is the vision that you have in that area? And then gets, and literally to the point where you get so detailed, again, you get so fucking excited and inspired and you, you want, you want to do that very thing that's going to get you there. And then again, you will come up with those list of action items. You've got to, to do that. I need to make some money. I need to start a business. I need to do this. I need to whatever. And come up with those list of things. If you don't have to do it, stop fucking doing it. Stop putting other people's values on you. You don't have to. Family is not a high value of mine. It's not on, non -mine, not on mine. It doesn't mean I don't love them. I still love them. I'll be there whenever they need them. But I don't need to hang out with them. I don't need to talk to them every two seconds. I call them once a week just to check in. But like my partner, her third highest is family. She talks to them every day in a group chat with like pages and pages and pages of the conversation. That's totally fine. But just something, because I'm, I'm, I've experienced this a lot. I know a lot of people do is they do things because they think they have to. Or they're doing things based on other people's opinions or other people's values or other people's projections. So come up with a list of things that you've got to do to achieve the outcome and get clear on, do you actually have to do that? No, then don't do it. Do you want to do that? Then do that. Delegate as much as you can. And then if you can't delegate it and you have to do it, such as health and fitness, and I'm sure there's some things, when you start a business, you're wearing all the hats, you're wearing the marketing, you're wearing the sales, you're wearing whatever. Link those activities to your highest values in life. So it's like, I do this in the health space specifically a lot. It's like your highest value is being a dad or being a mum. How is looking after your health going to improve or benefit your ability to be a mum or a dad? Is it going to make you a better role model? And how does that, and then what's the benefit of being a better role model? Great. Is it going to give you more energy? If you've got more energy, how's that going to make you a better dad or a better mum? Great. What's the benefit of that? Are you going to have a better mental headspace? Great. So you're going to be more patient. You're going to be more enthusiastic. You're going to have more energy to go do things with them and, like, and get them to list out as many benefits as you can. Because in your brain, if you've seen like those diagrams of brains, you've got all those connections and neurons that are going through there and you've got those pathways and you've got pathways and every time you use it or reactivate it or link benefits to it, it gets stronger. It's like conduit around a wire. 
the more benefits you link to it, it's like, and, and this is this is a slap in the face to some people as well. Anything that you do in life, good or bad, and there's no such thing as good or bad, but whatever you perceive as good or bad, whatever you do in life, you consciously or subconsciously link more benefits to that or see more benefits to it. Mm-hmm. Like going to the gym, if you don't go to the gym, it's a fucking... Uh, I feel embarrassed. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm sweaty as fuck. It's a waste of time. And they'll give you all the negatives. What's the benefit of not going? I get to stay at home. I get to watch TV. I get to eat chocolate. I get to, and they've got all these benefits to it. Mm. So that pathway of, should I go to the gym or not? The not is stronger than the yes. So make those wiring of doing the things you actually want to based on your vision for your life, make them as strong as possible. So you don't need as much accountability but then to the tie into the accountability side, the second part is um, we do something called huddles and we do that. I do it with the business, but I also do it with my partner. So I'll, let you, I'll read mine out from this morning. So um, every day, and this is and this is a derivative of our weekly goals, our monthly goals, quarterly, yearly, annually, et cetera. So totally. every, um, like this morning, I did it in person with Georgia today, my partner, but I, we send it to each other anyways, so we can see it. So what are, you, what are you excited for today? I'm excited for my mentor call that I had before this and I was excited for this podcast. So I was excited today. What were yesterday's outcomes, done or not done? What are today's and if they weren't done, why weren't they done? So constructive feedback. And then today, what are you completing? Do you need any support with that? And what are you grateful for? Do yeah. that every single morning. Eight, or oh, we do hours at 8 a.m., whatever. Like my, my businesses do this too. So again, they do... And that ties into a weekly debrief and then that ties into a monthly debrief and that ties into quarterly, then yearly, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, so I guess two answers to the question is get so inspired to do it. You don't need that much accountability and then physical accountability that works really, really well. Just a weekly check, a daily check-in. Yeah. What are you doing today? Cause at the end of the day, fuck, if I didn't have that, I would be lazy. I would, I would find excuses. I would, I've got a sausage dog. I would, I would, I'll play with him outside. I'll just get distracted, whatever. It's like, no, I said I've structured in learning time. I'm going to read 30 pages today. And I've told someone publicly that I'm going to do it. So just that, that the effect of social pressure, which is what you create, it's, a, it's, it's intentionally creating social expectation, which is a good thing in this case. It's yeah. telling someone you're going to do that. If you go tell the whole world that you're going to go lose five kilos, 10 kilos, and everyone's heard you say that, is that going to create a little bit of self accountability? Cause you've told so many fucking people. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's a, a two part answer to that. Get so inspired that you don't actually need too much accountability and then have a really easy, simple daily check-in. But then again, that ties into a weekly check-in then that ties into a monthly check-in and I review mine on a, on a, on a daily, I view all my goals on a daily basis, but weekly, monthly, et cetera, as well. Yeah. That's awesome. Cause it's, it's you just answered another question for me there, mate. I was going to say, so Lewis wakes up in the morning. What's he do to make himself accountable? So um, yeah, that that's, um, that's really good. And I like that because, you know, and there's probably people out there that are saying, Oh, but I don't have a partner. I don't have this or I don't have that. Find, a, find someone. Exactly. There's got to be someone, right? Yeah. It's got to be someone. Yeah. No, that's, that's amazing. And what else was going to say? I think we're, uh, where are we at? Okay. So now we've got a little bit of a little bit more time with you. That's awesome. And look, so what, as you were saying, I think that inspiration is a huge thing, right? Cause even for myself, if I look back to, you know, doing special forces training where I would say I was definitely at an, at an athlete standard, right. With my fitness and everything else. Now, was it, 
accountability. Well, you know, I was in the army, so it, definitely that was there, hundred percent. I had a lot of people pushing me and other things as well. But what was more important to me was the inspiration for myself and the belief I had within myself that I'm going to achieve this. I want to achieve this, and awesome. where I was going with that, right? So that that's huge, right? The inspiration was massive because you're right. If you're if you have no true inspiration to do something. If someone like you're, they're on the podcast and they listen to us going, oh yeah, I've got to go work out because I know I've got to lose weight and rah, rah, rah. Well, that's not going to give you the motivation to actually have long-term goals with it. You might go lose a kilo or two, as you said, you might do some of that stuff and you might even do a few months or whatever, but the long-term goals and a lot to be actually do something sustainably and continuing it on, you need that inspiration, right? And it needs to be a part of who you are and what you want in life. So it seems like that you're, that's something that you're very keen on is the inspiration. So I love what you said. You were saying that you talk to people and you find their inspiration. And then we obviously link back to that of how that benefits what they want to do. If I'm talking to someone who's probably on the lower motivational aspects of this, you know, oh yeah, but, how hard can you get with that? I suppose with yourself personally, how hard can you get with that need for motivation? I.e., would you take it as seriously as making people aware of some potential real detriments of continuing down the path they are? I.e., let's just talk about it and put it straight out there: the potentially of dying early, or the potential of you know getting real health issues, or um, like, do you go down that line with them? Yeah, it depends on the person and depends on the context of it, but absolutely. Like, but not, but tied into what they, what's important to them. Cause it's yeah. like some, I use this example with, um, I was doing a sales training with someone um, with, with, um, with one of my team members. It's like, there's a, there's girls uh, and I'm, I'm sure out there some boys too that pay $10,000 plus for rubber silicon patches as fake boobs. If I came up to you, sir, and offered you $10,000 for these things for you, would you pay for them? Most definitely not. Because there's no, no it's benefit. not important to you. Mm. It's, there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no value to it because if you go back to the person who's willing to pay for it, image is probably a, a high importance to them. And it's probably important because they got bullied for being ugly when they were younger, but we won't go into that. And it's so absolutely I do it. But I just make sure that I, and this, and back in the day, I didn't use it as before. I didn't, I didn't understand the stuff, but I used to just do really pain and pleasure versions of selling. Like how shit are you going to feel afterwards? Is that what you want for your life? Et cetera, et cetera. It's like, I just get, again, I, I through a sales process that we do is, um, or, or a, um, yeah, sales process, best way to put it. It's, um, is we're getting, I'm, we're getting clear on what is, what is important to them. And then asking those questions just like that, but based on those, Great. I've had, I've had conversations with bigger parents, mums and dads, and they've got kids. And I say, look, I just, and I'm only saying this out of love because I would really love to help you today. But if you don't fix this problem, how's that going to affect your daughter? What's your daughter's name? Sarah. How's this going to affect Sarah? Great. How else is this going to affect Sarah? Is that fair to Sarah? Does Sarah deserve to live a life based on what you're creating for her? And I get pretty brutal like that because like you said, some people need a bit of a kick up the bum or they need, they need a bit more pressure on it. And it's like, it's, 
It's just linking more positives or negatives to the action based on what's important to them. Because mm. if I just started, like, say, uh, say your body image wise isn't that important to you, it's always nice. I'm sure everyone likes to look sexier and have big muscles and all that stuff. But it's like, it's not necessarily very important to everyone. If I just started to do a, uh, started to try to influence someone and just try to say, well, how, how are you going to look in the mirror? How's that going to make you feel? Except, and, it's like, and that's not actually important to them. Then it's like, it's going to be, it's, it's not going to make them want to do anything about it. Mm. It's like, I've done sales chats. Uh, this is for the gym specifically. And like someone's like, they're, they're, they're very, they're one of their highest values or what's really important to them was video games. It's like, I'm like, it's like, man, I just, I hate the gym. I just don't invite it. I hate going to the gym. Never have, I've, haven't trained in 10 years. It's like, that's fine. What do you love? I, I don't care what you don't like. What do you like? Oh, I, I love video. It's like, oh, nothing. I'm not passionate about anything. What do you spend your time on? Like before you came here, what were you doing? I was playing video games. So how often do you play video games? Oh, I play it every fucking day. I play it for five hours. Well, it's like, great. You love it, do you? Awesome. Nothing wrong with that. I fucking love that. Let me ask you, if you were to work on your health and fitness, would that improve your energy? Would that improve mental clarity? Yes. Would that improve your ability to be a good video gamer? And I just link it to those because it's like, what's important to you, Ben, and important to me and important to whoever's listening to that, it doesn't fucking matter. Mm. If, if, if something, if you love video games, if you love reading, if you love dogs, animals, if you love, I don't know, surfing, and you can just, because there's people that can surf for four fucking hours straight five hours straight i couldn't i wouldn't want to fucking do that that's i don't like the water that much but but some people they love it so mm. to answer your question i do but i i just do it based on what's important to them not what i think should be important to them or you yeah. should hang out with your family more according to who oh because it's like according to you totally family is important to you yeah whenever you're using the word should or ought to or got to or whatever you're either putting your values on someone else or someone's putting that on you or i really should go see my mum more well why why <laughs> oh because uh because my dad like always pressure all that well then family's important to you dad well your dad because again like and whatever your values are you'll be more focused more structured more successful and it's like someone who's really overweight and someone who's really wealthy so the wealthy person um, who's sorry, someone who's really overweight, but really wealthy and someone who's super fit, but really broke. It's like the wealthy person saying, oh, you should, you should go fucking, you should go, um, work on, um, your, your, your finances and get your finances order. And the other person says, well, you should go to the fucking gym. It's mm -hmm. like, well, you don't actually, both of you don't have to do either of those because you're both doing what you love. Are there consequences of not doing particular things? Obviously, if you don't look after yeah. your health, fundamentally speaking, health issues, energy issues and all that stuff. And that's where you do link it to those things. But yeah, so short version is yes i certainly do do that but i just make sure i do it what's important to the person i'm speak, speaking to not what i think should be important to them and i'm really guilty of doing the opposite especially when i first started i used to just put my my shit onto them and think they what i think is important they think is important which is not the case obviously there'll be similarities in some people but it's um just getting clear on what they truly are inspired by and then link the activity that they're not doing that they want to be doing to that not what i think they should be doing I hope that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does, mate. And I think that's that's so inspirational to hear, right? Because you you know you know yourself that in, in the uh, in the field and in what what's out there, there's 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 a there's a lot of ways to to handle this sort of you know one on one working with people and getting them inspired to do the thing. And yeah, there is a lot, you know, there there is a lot of that kind of pushing things on people in relation to what 
should or shouldn't be done, right? So I think that's so inspirational to hear. What I really, what I really got from that was it's about really beyond actually using whatever inspiration people need. It's about us personally getting getting real with ourselves and honest with ourselves and being able to hear what we need to hear to be able to achieve what we want to achieve, right? If we've got a goal of being, let's just say, I want to be an Iron Man and I'm sitting on, and I am that video gamer, I'm sitting at home and I'm eating potato chips and I'm not going to the gym and not doing that. My goal is to be an Iron Man. Well, how's that achievable, right? And, and, the, and that's where to me, if we have that, truly have that goal and it's something that we truly want deep within us is something that, you know, I suppose grabs at us every, you know, every couple of weeks or every week or whatever, and it just keeps playing on us to really want to do this. And you truly have that, that desire to do something like that. Well, it's about becoming honest with yourself. What do I need to do to achieve that? And if I'm not willing to do that to achieve it, well, is it that important to me? Is that dream? yeah, that's exactly what I would, I would say. Well, is that because if because if you're actually really wanting to do things, you're you'd already be taking some form of action to achieve it. You might not obviously be there, but no one's where they want to be, right? So it's it's like it's like people say, oh, I want I want to I want to be a millionaire. Great, how much money have you put away? Nothing. It's like, well, do you really have? Is that is that really important to you, or is that just like a fantasy that? you've come up with because you've seen a motivational video or you've seen someone, a friend drive a nice car and you want the nice car. It's like wealth creation. If that's important to you, you would have some form of structure. You'd be somehow, you'd be researching it. Like you'd, if it is actually genuinely important to you, you'd be already taking some form of steps. Even if you don't know what you're doing, you'll, you'd still be, because it's like when, when it is important to you, you're spontaneously inspired to do it. It's like surfing, like surf is or sports or training. Like you just, you just want to, it's like your kids. It's like no one motivates you or holds you accountable to go hang out with them. You want to. So yeah. Like if that was the situation with the uh, person eating the potato chips, I'd I'd like, really like, do you really want to like, tell me why you tell me why you really want to, or because my friend's there and he gets all these girls and he's got a good body. It's like, okay, well that it's like, do do you need getting girls? Do you want to get some girls? Is that, is that important to you? Nothing wrong with that. But it's like, uh, that's, yeah, I'm, I'm exactly like you said. Is it really that important? Because if it is, you would be doing something to be progressing that. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Very important. I think that's, you know, as you said, like there'd, there'd be some sort of hustle, whatever that is for you personally to achieve whatever it is. And on, on, at least on some level, even if it's as simple as educating yourself in a certain area or or trying to, you'd, you'd definitely be doing something in that area if it's something that was truly important to you, right? Um. Well, that's that's. I think that's us, man. And I really appreciated um, having this chat. And I, I think I'd love to have a chat with you at some time um, off air too, mate. But um, I've got I've got a uh, small little series of. Uh, I've got a question here in three parts. So, if it's a final question, if you were to go back in time and spend thirty seconds with yourself, what wisdom? What wisdom would you share with yourself? your inner warrior to create a life by design and also at what age would this be and why? Uh, I would say early enough to understand it. I obviously want to go to two years old. Uh, I'd probably go like probably as young as you can in intellectually understand it. Um, and I would, I would give the suggestion of 
reading or researching a particular person, I'd say study Dr. John D. Martini. He's had the most Im- impact on my life. But if I couldn't just refer someone, I had to teach a lesson to them. I would really teach the lesson of that everything is serving you. Everything, regardless of your perspective in the moment, is serving you if you look for it. So, and that would just take rid of, rid of triggers that would allow you to be grateful for everything that's happened and everything that will happen. So, yeah, life is serving you regardless of how you currently per- perceive it. There's benefits there if you look for it. I love that, mate. Thank you. And remember, guys, explore, create, and be. Well, thank you for listening. If you found this episode valuable, please take the time to like, share, and subscribe. It really does make a difference. It helps others out there explore their warrior, create a life of choice by design, and be all that they wish to be. Remember, explore, create, and be.